we're sitting here, we're going to have a conversation uh, with a good friend of mine, and I would consider him a mentor. Um, I got to meet him 20 years ago, like in 2000. Um, and it's not Whisper, by the way, for those of you that don't know Whisper. Uh, got my dog Whisper sitting here with us as well, chilling. She just wanted to be on camera. She likes to be on camera. So um, so anyway, with that being said, uh, we're just going to have a conversation. I don't know where it's going to go. Uh, but there's a lot of things that I say, and, and uh, anytime I talk, I always use a third-party reference. I learned a long time ago that um, a lot of times even – I think everything is repurposed, right? Like you read books, you listen to sure. speakers, you listen uh, to different things. Um, but once you start saying it, it becomes your own. Um, but I, I usually use whenever I'm on stage or speaking, I'll use a third-party reference and I'll say, a mentor of mine told me because I know that there's always some people in the crowd that just might not like you for some reason. That's a good fact. And so it's not about the messenger. I, I always want them to hear the message. And so... The reason I'm saying that to all of you guys is um, Jerry, uh, his name is Jerry Osteen, um, and he's from Dallas, Texas, I think. Uh, uh, but he's one of those individuals that some of my wisdom came from. And one of the most significant things that I actually just said last night, I don't know if you ever remember this or not, uh, but I met Jerry when I was kind of in between. I had a little bit of success, came off of a little bit of success, and really made a, a decision um, that wasn't very wise at the time uh, to give up, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollar a month income, uh, you know, and I let I guess my pride get the best of me, and uh, that's when I started working with Jerry, and uh, I'll never forget uh, Jerry said, and then everybody quit, uh, and it was me and Jerry sitting there working together, and uh, Jerry had a ton of success prior to me meeting him, uh, you know, had made millions of dollars and. Uh, you know, had, had, I always say, which he never likes talking about, so I'm going to probably put him on the spot today. Uh, but he was, uh, at the age of 18, he took an oath of poverty and, and became a preacher, started knocking on doors. So he was in the church for 25, was it 25 years? 22. 22 years. And I, I'll never forget, Jerry goes, Brian, you got to quit telling people I was a preacher because <laughs> you can't just quit preaching. You, you become the devil. But my point by saying that is when I met Jerry, one of the lessons that I even said last night on a call was he said to, to me, he said, I'll commit to you as much as you commit to me. And I didn't know what that meant till probably a decade later. And, um, and we started riding the roads and, you know, he dug into the business with me or what I always call, you know, uh, into the trenches. Uh, he wouldn't pay me. Uh, you know, I could create money based on our agreement based on sales. Uh, but he wasn't willing to give me a handout. And, uh, and so it was 10 years later that I reflect back and thought that was probably some of the, you know, uh, I wouldn't call it an expensive learning lesson. It was worth its weight in gold. But most people would never understand that that when you have someone that has been there and they've gone through life and they have a lot of wisdom to share, um, that's more valuable than any amount of money you could have wrote me at that time. And so uh, this is my way of saying thank you. And that was, but I use that a lot. I prefer and, money. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, but you know, it's, it's like, uh, I'll take it. it's like Pitbull says, you know, <laughs> ask for money, you get it once, ask for advice, you get money twice. So, um, so anyway, so we're just going to have a conversation with Jerry and, um, I don't know, you might want to kind of, I'd love for you to kind of give your perspective on what that means. Like I'll commit to you as much as you commit to me. Well, you know, in our industry, a lot of times people want to get get paid before they've done anything. 
And of course, I had already had a lot of success working with people with that mindset and managing that mindset. And I knew that when you came along and when I met you, uh, my commitment already at that time, which you didn't know was, is that I had now surrendered my life to work with young men to help them uh, know and, and understand the things that I had learned over time that others wouldn't tell me. In other words, I didn't have a mentor. And I would have really, you know, I, I'm a little jealous when I hear you quoting your dad and all the wisdom that you got from him. I didn't, I didn't my dad wasn't that away. My dad was not a corporate person. My dad went all the way to the third grade and then had to quit school to help with the family farm. My mom went to the 11th. You know, I didn't grow up in a corporate home. Uh, positive thinking. We weren't religious. We weren't political. My dad just got up every day and went to work. We would be considered today at poverty level at that time, but I didn't know it. And, at, you know, and when you talk about me in the ministry, I got saved when I was 18. It changed my life overnight. And one day, just one person, one day and one the next. And I'm going to spend the next two, 22 years just nonstop in pursuit of that activity. And I never thought I wouldn't be in that. Everything I brought to network marketing, little benumps to the people that I was dealing with came from that ancient book. It didn't come from what I learned in business because I hadn't been in business. I'd only been in one business and that's in the church world. And so all that I, basically the wisdom that I have came from that book. Though I didn't cite that book. I just, I just used the wisdom that I had learned. We built an incredible company, but my commitment was to take young men and be to them what no one had been to me which was mentor them, help them, believe in them, trust them, spend time with them, you know, which is something we did together. I already had experienced all my success when I met you. And then we traveled together. You're just a, a, a young man trying to find his way, get his start. Yeah. You were very successful when I met you in that one company doing very well. For a little bit of time, but that money left pretty quick. Yes, uh, it'll stop real quick, you know. And so uh, we did you know, I wanted you to, I knew that, the, I know even today, the things I know, what I know is far more valuable than what I can give somebody if they want to borrow money or, you know, they want me to give them a leg up or do something special for them monetarily instead of them wanting what I know how, you know, it interests me that people, they used to ask me all the time when our company was over, you know, they'd say, well, what happened to the company? Uh, I never once asked, had anyone ask me, how did you take a company and start it out of your own home with no investors, no partners, no influx of money, and do $600 million over the next three years? How did you do that? No one ever asked me that. They only want to know how I failed or why I failed instead of the incredible success that we had experienced. And once you've done that, like, that's in the record books for me. No one can ever take that away from me. The knowledge, uh, the experiences, the people, I own that. That's mine. You know, when some of my guys first started listening to Tony Robbins, like the next meetings we would have, I would hear Tony Robbins. And it, they weren't powerful at it because they didn't own the information then. It was Tony's information. But in time, maybe they became to own it. That's the way I did when I heard Tony uh, the first number of times. I liked a lot of things he said. And uh, some of them I actually wrote on notes and stickies and put on my computer screen. One of them was, the past is not equal to the future. That was a powerful concept for me at the time. And, you know, I looked at that every day, but I didn't own that. 
it's going to be a while before I own that. And I own that now. And uh, that's where it came from. And when you say you own it, because I think it's important that people hear that. Because I say it a lot. Like, you can read all these books in the world, but if you don't apply it or you don't use it, then it never becomes yours. So one of the things that I do... Um, I chunk a lot, like I'll go through a book and I'll chunk, but then when something hits me, I immediately train on it or I voice it or I talk about it all the time because I wire myself that it becomes mine or I can read something today because of a lot of, you know, I had someone say the other day, well, everyone intangibly, uh, you know, a turtle doesn't get to the top of the most by itself, but I had someone, uh, anytime you you have a lot of success, people look for ways to discredit the success you have, right? But the reality of it is the success, or if you want to say the fulfillment, even that like we're experiencing now, has nothing to do with dushed the last five years. F- last five years is a result of the last 30 years of sacrifice, of investment, of time, of energy. And so now I read a book a lot of times and I can take that lesson and pinpoint it back to 2000 when we were driving the roads. Yeah. Or I can pinpoint it back to you know, not having enough money to even get a hotel room or pinpoint it back to, you know, driving to Valdosta, Georgia and no one showing up for the meeting, right? Yeah. Um, and so, but I think it's important for people to understand when you said, you know, own it. What does that mean? Well, that's when, you know, saying something, of course, again, it's, this really comes to me as a reference point from that old ancient book and that, you know, when Paul wrote to Timothy, he said, here's what I want you to do. He said, I I want you to tell the people what I told you. Then I want you to tell them to tell others. And that's the, that's the principle of, of, you know, someone had told me, of course, it came from the book, the things that I learned from it. And those are the things that I told you and others and encourage you to do the same, which is to tell others. And once you tell someone, once you, once reading it's one thing, you read it, then you voice it inside. But when you say it to someone, you know, you're close to now owning that information. But the day that, that you can say it and it's yours, you know, that you don't have to say, you know, I heard Tony Robbins say one time, or you quote your mentor, you quote someone that you say, and you just say it as a statement because it's, it's you now. It becomes you. Until it's you, until those words are really you, you can't expect to bear fruit because they're just idle words at that point. They don't have any power over the over the listener. And the power of the listener is the power of your life. It's the power of, of and you can say it to just one person like me and you driving around in that car together. And, you know, what did we do? We sat there and we put A.O. Williams on. I could have said to you what A.O. Williams said, but it's much more powerful when we listen together and then we repeated back A.O. Williams saying this. I knew all those things. Saying this, saying that. And then we did the same thing with Bill Gould. And uh, it was a powerful time. And what it did is, you know, Paul said, put the brethren in remembrance of these things. What things? He said, he said if you'll just tell them what I've told you, and you'll tell them again, he said, it'll refresh you and it'll nourish you up. So by the telling of other people what you've been taught and told, guess what? It builds you. It starts becoming you. And when it is you, you'll know it, and others will know it too. You know, I've come here and to see you. I haven't seen you in a while, and I'm just blown away with the, you know, I got it from the podcast and the other things, of the growth that I personally have been an eyewitness to watching you 
grow, not your presentation, but in your person, you know. And that's the people that I wanted to invest my life in. And I wasn't investing it in making money. I wasn't investing it. I have no desire to be on TV, radio, tapes, books, whatever. But I did want to invest in young men to do something for young men that no one had done for me, which is just spend time with me, talk to me. Uh, and my rule with all of you guys was, is I never kept anything back. If I had something online, I said, y'all can have it. It's yours. If you see something you like I'm doing, take it. It's yours. Uh, if I say something that works for you, take it. It's yours. You know, claim it as your own. Go, go use it. Because even though I may not be able to say, you know, I got it from so-and-so, I did get it from so-and-so. I got it from somewhere because I'm not, uh, I'm not an original entity unto itself coming up with new ideas or things that no one's ever come up with. They're just things that get passed along. And the guys, to me, to be a leader, a real leader, you know, what I wanted was guys that would do bigger and better and greater things than I did myself. And I've watched that actually happen. You're one of them. You've, you've now accomplished more than I accomplished by far. And I cannot tell you how much I love you and I'm impressed with you. And I just, I'm happy for you. And I'm, I made a good investment. Yeah. And not in money. Yeah. Because I watched you have no money. I knew you had no money because I've been that guy. Yeah. I know you had no money. I wasn't going to give you the money though and just kind of like, uh, you know, let you just come along, you know, with Rich Boy here and not earn your own way. Because if you did, I'd always, you'd always be calling me. I always have to be counting on me. But you went on and you went on with your life and you went on to bigger and better things. Um, it's that, all part of the process, right? Um, absolutely. And that's, uh, no, that was a, a huge time in my life. And I reflect back on a lot of things that we talked about or that I gleaned from you and um, some things I might Yeah, but as I remember. said, I gleaned a lot from you too. That right. When I was with you, I was still learning. I wanted to learn. I wanted to know, you know, like meeting your dad and just the simple things we did at his home, his dogs. All that was important to me because it gave me some background in who you were as a person and who you could could be. And I think I told you different times that, hey, Brian, the greatest thing about you, you have heart. You have a heart for people. You have heart for business um, that some of the people around us don't necessarily have. And I, time tells all stories, and time told the story. And, and hey, you still got a still a, a lot of time a lot of time a lot of time on the clock i'm sitting here a, a 20 years older as you're 20 years older so am i yeah but there's never a time uh no matter what i'm doing that i haven't thought hey i'm a winner i'm always a winner i'm a winner when i wake up i'm a winner when i go to sleep because i only think like a winner i only think about winning but i don't think about um i don't have much time to think about the essence of losing what's losing to someone you know 20 years later winning a battle every day or winning in life is 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 different because you're your body's different. Your everything about life is different as you get older. And you're look three. I read a book early on. It was written in like the 30s. It said three fourths of the money that you'll earn in your life, you'll earn between the ages of 45 and 55. And it bore out to be true in my life. It looks like it's bearing out to be true in your life as well. Yeah. And so, uh, at my age, uh, you know, you're just normally, if you're in decent health you're still looking for a place to plug in, things to do that are meaningful every day. And mine again is, I still do the same thing every day right now as I was doing with you. I've got guys around me that I'm talking to every day. They have no idea that I'm just telling stories and talking to them, but at the same time, I'm really, I'm encouraging them, mentoring them. I'm, I'm pushing them on to be more 
than they think they can be because they can be. Yeah, I think that's important. I know that um, I'm truly grateful for it. I think a lot of people are. And I, I, I think that your background, it's funny. I don't know if you remember telling me the story, but um, uh, well, funny thing is three things that you just talked about, I talked about on our on our call last night, uh, but one of them was... Uh, uh, one I'm of stop them you was, one was, second. Yeah. See right there, that little voice you have, that little laugh voice together is priceless because it endears you to people. You sound normal and loving and caring. I am normal. Well, look at you. I'm saying. <laughs> you got a nice smile, does he not? He has a nice smile. And I you're really enjoying what you're doing. Yes, yes, you did. And you know what? You So many people just need that one little chuckle on the telephone for the day. Or that guy that's questioning or that girl that's questioning, you know, can I go on or does this really work for me or uh, whatever. Or if there's questioning your... That, I, I've heard you do it on podcast after podcast, real serious conversation. And then all of a sudden you do that little Brian, that little laugh yeah, thing. You just try to make the light a little bit. Well, but you know what? It works. Doesn't it work? It, it, it works. It's, it's empowering. Well, that's, uh, but that's me. I think some, sometimes that's me just getting back to being normal. Like you can get so serious or so entrenched in it, yes. but not taking yourself too seriously. Or as I say, don't buy into your own bullshit. Because we're, <laughs> we're all the same people. But I was going to say that uh, one of the things I talked about last night, was give it away like don't don't have a scarcity mindset give it away you know and and find ways that you can bring value to other people but one of the things that you said which i know that you don't like talking about uh a lot of times the uh your first occupation as a as a preacher and a minister but i remember you saying to me that i think it's a great lesson to share is uh you said that you went to see like you went all the way in and you, that was the first time I heard that language or that I recall that language of going to seed. And I know it's biblical, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so many people today, because of social media, because of comparing to other people, because of how much noise is out there, because of how people can create a perception of success, which success has nothing to do with money. Right, that's like it's a byproduct. Of yeah, you're you're gonna you're gonna get paid for the value you can bring that's to others exactly into right. the world and, and the level of fulfillment. But what did what does that term mean to you? Like, what did you mean by that when you said, you know, Brian? I'll never forget. When's the last time you li- literally went to seed on something? That means you risk. You're willing to throw everything you got at it. You're willing to put everything at risk to have it, to, to achieve it, to, to either or to be it. You're holding nothing back. And, and only you, only an individual knows when he's holding back. And may I say this about not wanting you to talk about them. It's just simply because I don't want to disappoint anyone. But I also don't want to uh, be sidetracked with someone on a relationship that they can better have with their pastor or wherever they're at now, not with me. Uh, but mine now being business, that's the relationship I want to have with the people that I'm dealing with because Almost, there's a lineup of people who want to talk to you and can have great input spiritually, but very few who can tell you how to pay your light bill. And that's the relationship that I want to have with people, and I've had with people, is, uh, you know, when I was in ministry, I did no business with any of my people, not ever, not even once. And when I got in, in business, I wanted to do the same thing and let their pastors and their spiritual lives and those things be taken care of in an area where a person who's gone to seed on that. My, you know, I've always believed that you're most likely to succeed in what your natural ability is. And my natural ability is to fix things, to repair things, um, 
and that sometimes is is people, it's businesses, it's it's overcoming a you know a law or an instance or something like that. And business, you know, everything I did that was even remotely good in the ministry was all business oriented, and I knew by the time I was twenty eight that I was really in the wrong place that I could best help even churches if I was in doing their business of their church not actually being it's not that I can't speak or not that I can't do those things I just saw others ready to do it but they could not do what I could do in business and so um, I wake up every day I'm still going to see it on the one same thing I work with young men you know to help them believe in themselves first of all and then you know to believe in others that's real difficult for people to do is it's easy for me to think I'm a hot shot but it's real can I believe Bruns is a hot shot too or or can I see him as a young person can I see him in the future being my peer you know because if I can't I'm going to make sure that somehow I keep I'm always going to be saying negative things to him or hold on hold on now hold on slow down uh you well you know you really need to think this through when in reality, what he needs is, hey man, you know, which again is another biblical principle is go higher, Brian. I believe you can go higher, you know. And I'm the friend that tells you that. I'm the friend that says, hey man, go take that chief seat. You can do this. And I believed in you, and uh, so I believe in others. I believe in myself. I believe in others, and I believe in God. And I think those are the three principles that I that you can build a life around. I built mine around them. You know, I really believe other people are valuable, that they're worth spending time with, and I refuse to use people at any level. Uh, I, won't, I won't use a man to get something I want. In other words, I won't lie to him, I won't defraud him, I won't cheat him, I won't, I won't hold him up to something that he can't do. Uh, that's cruel. Uh, but I believe that most people just need somebody that'll grab their hand and just give them a leg up. And I don't mean financially. You get money all over the place, but very few people can tell you, you know, the key things. You know, you just grabbed a couple little things from me. I grabbed a couple little things from you too, as we went along. And going to seat on something is when that's what I that's what wakes me up, and that's what puts me to bed. That's the reason I don't necessarily have a company identity. It's not necessary for me, but it is necessary that I have people in my life every day, just regular, ordinary, everyday people that I'm working with that are going to go on after I'm gone. I had a guy one night, I was following him in his house, and he's a young man, very sharp, and he said, you know, and he did, he turned around and looked at me, he says, I hear your voice in my head all the time talking to me. And that's what I'm trying to achieve. I just keep talking, keep talking, until that's the voice people are hearing. Because at some point, I'm gonna be out of their life. You know, he's gone on to Asia, done incredible things, but I'm sure that he still hears my voice back there. Because I really cared about him and the things I said. I, it was nothing for, I, I had no. It's about taking a genuine. A there's genuine something I wanted from him. People. In other words, he, what, what am I going to get from him? I could get more of what I've already got. That's all. Right. Yeah, and I think it's important to take a genuine interest in people uh, for who but, they but are, the not it's, for it's what they want. Yeah, words, if it's, it's genuine, they know it. Look, people yeah. know when you're. Yeah, competency doesn't equal genuineness or work, right? Competency is a, something completely different. That's why. I talk a lot about what you kept saying, and I, I just always try to stay grounded to who I am, like genuinely who I am, right? The imperfect person of who I am. But you were that is, you were that way, though, when I met you. That's not something you learned from me. That's not something I know where you got it from, but you were already saying that. The, I've heard you say so many things 
recently that you said back then when you're just 25, 26 years old. But it, it, it's taking something that's here and putting it here in your heart. Right. And that's where a lot of people, I think, have a disconnect. They think that they can logically get themselves there. And I think the only way to go to another level, it has to come from here. Well, that's the reason everybody's training, 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 training. When Look, this is not about training. There is some training involved. But at the end of the day, it's about, you know, whatever that whoever that guy is that's training, that you believe, that he believes, even if he's even if you don't agree with him, but you still believe he really genuinely believes it. And any mistakes that you may think he makes, he didn't make them on purpose. And he sure didn't make them to hurt you. He just makes them because he's a regular guy like the rest of us are. And you've always come across, even from the start, the little laugh and the things is that, hey, I'm a regular guy, and um, but I'm here to work. Look, from there to there, the next thing is... is you saw me when I had nothing. I was broke, didn't have two nickels to rub together. Um, but you saw me working from ding to dong even when I didn't have something to do without, I would create without, something to without do without stop you didn't stop I mean you just were all see I have to tell these people over here like these millennials over here that work with us now I gotta let them know what work is they, yeah they, well you know millennials are scared to death when I'm in the room with them like oh my goodness <laughs> what's the old man about to do uh, but all my kids are millennials three of them are anyway so uh, well what's one um piece of advice you would give someone that's starting their entrepreneurial journey right now um, or they're in business, uh, what's one piece of advice you would tell them that you learned through your trials and tribulations, through your ups and your downs? Number one, don't quit no matter what's going on. Don't don't quit. Number two is find a teacher. Find somebody that's going somewhere and get in their circle. And the draft, they'll take you with them. But it don't make the mistake of getting in a circle and then critiquing what that person's doing. Just watch, learn, and do what they do. If you'll do what they do, even when you don't know why you're, just do the actions. Before long, you'll own those things. But if, you're a, if you quit, you're done. If you criticize, you're done. Look, whenever you hear people murmuring around, those people are done. They're out. Uh, don't murmur, don't talk, listen, learn, do your time, go along with the leader. Uh, what an awesome opportunity. I'd have given anything if I could have, when I was looking for to make a change in my life, that a, a Brian Underwood had walked up and knocked on my door, or I'd gone to a meeting that you were holding, and I had heard the incredible opportunity that could be mine. I would have grabbed it. I wouldn't have grabbed it fast because I didn't know how to grab it. But I would have, I would have learned. And I think that's where a lot of people they hesitate because, just like what you said, in their they're in their head thinking, well, I don't know how to grab it, or they're intimidated to grab it, and it's the power of the ask. Like it's it's you know being approachable, but don't be afraid just to jump in and ask, and you'd be surprised how many people. My dad used to always always tell me, uh, you know, I'd go to flea markets with him and everything else, and. He just loved to haggle, but he loved people. So he loved going. He loved the back and forth with the person. Absolutely. So if you asked that for ten dollars, he wasn't trying to beat you up. Oh, get give it to me for nine. Like <laughs> so, he always taught me the power of the ask. Like you never know unless you ask. So I think that's important when Jerry's talking that's about thing is that things are fun. Yeah, you know that you yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, and you know the worst that someone can say it's like the old Les Brown. Les was one of the very first speakers I could like literally endure because he kind of made it fun and comedy. Mm-hmm. Like I had a cassette tape. But he you know, talked about Mr. Butterworth and his first job at the radio station. He went like 15 times and he kept saying, 
no, there ain't no job. So we went back the next day. He goes, I thought I told you there's no job. He's like, you told me there's no job yesterday. So my point to saying that is listening to what Jerry said is, is don't be afraid to ask and to jump in with someone that, that you think is going somewhere and, and not just don't become their problem, become part of their solution, part of their team, right? Um, don't ask them what you can do. Just jump in and do things with them. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's it. And do so, things with them. You did that. You did that with me. You did it with me twice. And uh, uh, sometimes things don't work. It's just the way it is. And the leader's got to be the one that knows. Most of the time, things don't work. Yeah, most of the thing, times you know, things don't work. I mean, if you, you know, that's what, it's just like anything else in life. And that's, maybe we can do a, a longer conversation because, you know, I think that one of the, the thing, whether it's business, life, or whatever, it's people. I mean, it's learning people it's and learning, people. learning yourself. You can learn, you can learn about other people by truly learning yourself. I think that there's an old adage saying, know thyself and be thyself, right? But most people never take time to know themselves first. Uh, but no matter what, it's people. Travel the world, dark and salt, twice. People are the same. It's same needs, people. same. Uh, if you don't love people, I'm not saying you can't have a lot of money. It's like you said earlier, having a lot of money is just that, having a lot of money. It doesn't mean you're successful. It doesn't mean anybody's going to care when you die. And the real question is, who really cares? Who, who cares that I can't pay my light bill? Who really cares that I'm not going to be able to buy my kids Christmas this year? Who really cares if I lose my job? Who really cares right now in this economy that we're going through? Who really cares about you? Who is who is concerned about you in any way? If no one cares, you know, and people begin to feel insignificant, it's pretty hard to jump up in the morning and say, I'm going to conquer the world. But if you just have one undie in your corner calling you up and encouraging, it's, a, it's amazing. All people need sometimes just one phone call to say, hey, how are you doing? To get up and get moving. We don't know what people can do until we give them time and let them go. Let them be themselves. Yep. All right. Excellent. So um, check out some more conversations with Mr. Jerry Osteen. Appreciate you letting me put you on the spot. We were literally in there. We're waiting on our food. Our food just came. Uh, so we're going to go back in and eat. Uh, so, but I said, come here. So what are we talking about? So uh, just kind of threw him. I will say so, one last thing. This is the most awesome company and everything that I've ever seen. I've never been anywhere, anything even remotely like this, and I didn't have it. And this is this is incredible. And we have a lot of good people, and it's made up from a, a lot of great people that contributed and put their hearts and souls into it. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of responsibility that goes on each and every day. So A lot of responsibility. Yeah, I'm excited about it. are counting on you every day, and you got to know that. So yeah. you got to do your part.